Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. I'm a journalist, interviewer, and the creator of the show where we get to sit down, meet a new friend, and go inside the minds of some of the most innovative and creative forces shaping our world today. I am so excited to be back today with a mind-blowing guest. If you've ever downloaded the app, The Pattern, you know exactly what I'm talking about. A few words thrown around often to describe it are scarily accurate, And Channing Tatum even posted a video where he literally was like, who runs this thing? How do you know me so well? I don't even want to know this stuff about me. Can someone please contact me ASAP? Well, the person to reach out to would be their founder, Lisa Donovan, who is joining us on the show today. For those of you who are unfamiliar to the app, it's a social app that creates accurate and detailed insights into your personality, empowering you to better understand yourselves and build deeper, more authentic relationships with those around you. Prior to the pattern, Lisa co-founded and ran the first and most viewed YouTube content company of its time, Maker Studio, and she built it over a thrilling five-year period, which culminated in a successful sale to Disney in 2014. It was after that that Lisa began a journey of self-discovery, which became the driving force behind the pattern. In this episode, Lisa tells us all about developing the app, how it goes beyond astrology, and I literally bare my soul today because she gives me a personalized reading from the app. If you want to see your pattern, go download the pattern app right now. I promise you it will change your life. I hope you guys love this episode. If you haven't followed the show and you find yourself coming back and listening, take the time to follow it and leave us a review. It helps us so much. If you love the show, share it with a friend and share it on Instagram. If you tag me, I'm at Liv Perez. I will usually share it and always say hi. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and have an amazing week ahead. Here's my friend, Lisa Donovan. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you totally fine. How's it going? I'm good. Where are you calling in from? I'm in London. Wow. I'm pretty (laughs) jealous. I'm not going to lie. So it's like nighttime for you, right? (laughs) I mean, it's five o'clock and actually it gets dark very late here. It's almost 10 o'clock by the time it's dark. But yeah, it's five. It's late. Where are you? I'm in LA. It's 9 a.m. I'm having my first cup of coffee. <laughs> so you and I are on different wavelengths right now, but um, I love that you're tuning in with us from so from afar. So thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Where are you from originally? I'm from New York. Wow. <laughs> A New Yorker. So I just moved back from New York. I was there for 10 years. So when I meet someone who's from New York, I'm always like, I'm jealous because I, while I was there, I was like, I wish I was born here. The people that are born here are so cool. Oh, thank you. Actually, it's funny. I spent most of my time in LA. I mean, I spent 13 years in LA and was just there before I came to London. So do you like LA? I'm born and raised here. So I'm from here. It's home. Okay. Um, it's yeah. definitely a city that I don't, I don't think I like resonate with in my adult life. I definitely like loved it in my childhood because it was all I knew. But I right. think when you move out and you come back, like you... You appreciate you, the weather. You appreciate the convenience of things. 
But like yeah. the speed of life, like if you're someone that likes something a little bit quicker or like you like a little bit more, it's definitely like that's a weird shift to acclimate to. Right. It's funny. I always think I grew up in New York, but so many changes. And I feel like I became like a real person in LA. So I always think of like, it has my heart in a certain way. I feel like I grew up there. I, I love, love that you're saying that because yeah. I say that about New York and people are like, what are you right. talking about? Right. Like, no, you grew up in LA. And I'm like, you know, I feel mm. like every person, whether it's like your early 20s or like everybody has that time in their life that's like most formative for them. And for me, my early 20s were really that. And it's funny, I was watching the Friends reunion the other day and the we were listening to the creator talk about what the like pitch for the show was. And it was like, it, I think the pitch was, it's about that time in your life when your friends are your family. Mm-hmm. And I definitely like resonated with that feeling of being like, I think I felt most connected to New York in that time because you're in your early 20s. You're basically like surviving, trying to figure it out. Yeah. And you have that like common bond with other people. So I oh, totally completely. feel what you're saying where it's yeah. like, you know, you might be born somewhere, but like your heart and you feel like where you really are from is somewhere else. Yeah, that was it. That was LA for me, for sure. I feel like it's it's where I grew up. It's where I became like a person and made so many, you know, real personal adult choices. So, so I love it. Do you think you're going to come back here? Oh yeah, I'll be back and forth. It's not, I'm sort of a nomad. I love that. I'm always moving. I'm always going to different places. So yeah, I'll definitely be back and forth. I can't leave LA too long. I love that. I'd love to hear a little bit about what your beginnings were in working on self-discovery. Okay. Well, I mean, we start like all the way back when I was first in LA. I, I started as a YouTube content creator, like way back in the day, like 2005, before anybody knew what YouTube was. It was just this sort of wacky choice I was making that made no sense. Um, but yeah, I was really excited about, you know, that platform and I was there and wound up having this this audience, um, a sort of successful channel on YouTube, but there was no money. So it was kind of a, a grind and you had to make videos and you had to work a job and um, did that for three years. And that was inspiration for co-founding a company I helped to co-found called Maker Studios. And that was in 2009. And that was bringing other YouTube content creators together and we formed the studio and network and wound up doing that for five years. And that was an incredible experience, you know, went to crazy debt, you know, moved a bunch of people out to LA, put a bunch of leases in my name and I was the one with the credit. So, um, you built, but it was you a, built a, basically yeah. built a company, <laughs> built a company, didn't know anything about business at the time, wound up learning right. a lot, which are, you know, those are the, the best kind of ways to learn and did that for five years. And we sold that to, to Disney in 2014. Casual and, um, guys, very casual. <laughs> <laughs> that story is a whole whole other podcast, but uh, but yeah, during that time, so it was you know thrilling, exciting, wonderful things were happening, but also at that time in my personal life, there were a lot of changes. A lot of um, my whole life changed pretty dramatically. All the ways I'd sort of constructed it, you know, we, we call our ego, our personality, what we thought, who we thought we'd be with, you know, the the work we thought we'd do, our family, our friends, all that stuff sort of shifted uh, very dramatically in a very short period of time, and it was kind of a I like to call it kind of like a dark night of the soul. And it was a, uh, it was basically starting from scratch and seeking and searching and a reckoning with myself, different choices I'd made, who I was, what I wanted my life to be. And that's when I had my first astrology reading. And I was definitely not somebody who was say an astrology type person. You know, I grew up, everything had to be logical and make sense in my, in my home. So this sort of stuff was, was foreign to me. I wound up having this reading and it kind of 
blew my mind because it was sort of a psychological breakdown of who I was. And that was really exciting. We understood my, you know, fears and insecurities and what I was going through. And I became sort of obsessed with it and, and learning and reading. And, and it, came, it was this incredible tool for me at a very challenging time. And then eventually I was like, this would be incredible if I could figure out a way to kind of mimic my experience and put it into an app then you could scale it for everybody, you know? And I was like, oh, this would be, this will be easy. And of course that wasn't, that was seven years ago and there's nobody who can hire to do that. And so I wound up having to kind of do it. And I was chasing this astrologer around the world and getting him to sit with me, extracting information, you know, understanding a system, started, you know, found a coder who understood uh, astrology so I could write these formulas and started testing it everywhere I'd go. Everybody I talked to, I'd do uh, readings with, and then Essentially, we had this small beta and I don't know, 50 people or so. And then one day I wake up and there's 30,000 people on the server. And it had just been this thing where people found it and shared it. And it was impacting people in this pretty emotional, amazing way. And, and that's, you know, it's just been growing since then. And now we're in the millions and we're almost just starting. It feels like we're just getting going. So, so tell us about the app from your lens. Yeah. I mean, essentially for me, it's about how to better understand yourself and connect with others in a deeper way. I mean, for me, it was a tool for self-discovery. It was a foil for understanding myself, the choices I'd made. It was a way to take responsibility for the choices I'd made. Um, it was a way to empower myself. And I, that's, that's what I want it to be for others. It's just, I, don't know, I wanted it very in depth. That's why I spent a lot of time writing. So that it, it is very in depth. <laughs> it is very in depth. <laughs> Yeah, it goes, it's a little obsessive, but uh, yeah, I, I really wanted it to be something where people could feel seen and understood and mirrored and, and safe in that knowing, you know, that, that also a surrender into knowing themselves, because I think a lot of times we're in comparison, we think we should be something else or be a different way. And, and then all this should be is something that's speaking to you intuitively. That's like, yes, I know. Of course, this is me. I can, I can just surrender into that and let go of trying to be that person. And also a way to get perspective on other people and understand nobody is coming with your perspective. So there's nothing personal and understanding dynamics. Like we might have a dynamic that is uncomfortable, right? If we can understand that it's not about a personal feeling you have towards me or you, and that it's a dynamic, then we can sort of let those things go and not have to take things so personally. So that's that, you know, sort of the mission of it and, um, you know, and how you can connect with others in, in a deeper way. I would love to hear, because I think at least for in my world, what I've noticed is obviously a massive uptick in astrology in the past few years. But I do think that the app is really different than astrology. For me, I have a hard time with astrology sometimes. It feels a little bit polarizing, or I think you have to have a certain sensibility to really resonate with it that I don't really have. So, you know, I'll read my, my, um, I'll read my chart and I'll be like, okay, like some of this is right. Some of this isn't, but it, it's so, in my mind, it's so nonspecific that it allows me to pull in whatever I want in my life and make an overgeneralization with the pattern, totally different story. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how you differentiated that and how astrology obviously was an influence, but it's not astrology. It's so it is. So exactly my, what you're saying 
I really resonate with. And that was the thing. I wasn't somebody who was an astrology person. So it was really important to me. I didn't want to alienate people or turn people off. I wanted as many people as possible to benefit from the wisdom, you know, and lower that barrier to entry. So that was a choice not to include sort of the astrology jargon and all the symbols. And and especially when I was out there, like when I was writing it and stuff, everybody I spoke to, you know, right away, I'd start saying, using astrology words and you could see the confusion and what, you know? And so that I was like, okay, so we can't have that. But what was amazing also the Uber driver, the nurse and friends, whoever I spoke to and did their chart, you realize the same thing applied. Everybody wants to feel seen and understood and process their life. And so I was like, wow, this really is for everybody. How do we, you know, eliminate the things that would make, would turn people off. And that was sort of a a conscious choice there. The methodology is astrology based. I mean, the algorithms are based in astrology, but the way it is written, it's sort of translated so that you don't have to be really into astrology. It's really about just you understanding yourself and having an experience with yourself. So basically what we're doing today, Lisa's going to read my chart. And I thought what would be most useful for everybody in this episode, especially when it comes to apps, I'm kind of like, an airhead when it comes to apps. I get on there. I'm like, am I using this thing right? So I thought it would be really fun for this episode is for us to literally go through the app. Lisa's going to do a reading for me. If you guys have the app right now, you can feel free to open it. If you haven't downloaded it, get on the app store right now and download it. You guys can like kind of follow along as we're doing this. Well, that's so fun. That's great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when you get on the app, it's it's very simple in terms of sign up. You're really just putting your birthday and your birth time. And then it goes to show me my pattern. Oh my God. About six months ago, guys, I had a really traumatic life event. I was sitting at my mom's house and I had had, I think I had had CoStar at the time, but CoStar felt a little negative for me. Like, I don't know if you guys had it, but the push notifications I was getting from CoStar were wild. They were like really negative and dark. So I, I ended up going to delete it while I'm sitting with my mom and she sees my birth time and she's like, your birth time's wrong. I had major. No, no. It was a major life major. event. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you guys, I've been reading my astrology wrong for a decade. So that would have probably impacted your rising sign. Do you remember what rising sign you thought you were? In Aries, maybe? I'm Pisces rising. I think I was a I was Aquarius. I'm still Cap Moon, yeah. right? I'm a Cap you Moon. You are. Yeah. I mean, that time, I will say when I was looking at it, I mean, it literally just became a Capricorn moon, but you resonate with that, that, uh, what you've read. So then you are a Cap moon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, guys, make sure your birth time is correct as you're inputting this into the app. Yes. Don't guess. Better not to guess because at least then we won't give you the wrong information. You know, you want to, you know, but yeah, you can go on and you can look at your pattern and there's, um, different headers for that. And, and then you can also go look at your timing. We'll get into that too, which is all the things that are dynamic and changing. Basically, what I'm going to talk to you about is everything you're reading in the pattern. The difference is I will sort of use astrology words here with you. Um, okay. And do you, have you ever had a reading? Not a formal one. I did one with like a friend when I was in college, but this is, this is real shit, guys. You're experiencing this in real life, in real time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, one of the things I can talk to you about with our algorithm we do not do sun sign astrology. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) So, okay. So everybody, so actually, you know, yourself as an Aquarius, meaning the sun. So you would think of yourself as an Aquarius. That's all you'd know. 
That was really originally just to sell newspapers 100 years ago. You know, they knew that everybody would know the month they were born, but there's way more specific things that we get into. And this is, I think, what also gives astrology a bad rap because somebody born on your birthday might not have any other Aquarius in their chart. So they don't really relate to that sign. So yeah, so we don't do that. So we look, we get into way more specific things, your moon, your Venus, your Mars, your ascendant. And this is where your birth time comes in. So we think of it as, as above, so below. So at the time of your birth, you are the, this is the, you are the creative expression of that single moment in time. And this is sort of a blueprint for your life. Also, I don't believe in predictive astrology. That was one of the things that turned me off about the concept of astrology, that something is going to say, this is how it is. And this is good. And this is bad. I'm not into that. This is really about maybe you're fated to deal with certain energy that we'll talk about, like a Capricorn moon, what what that means, but how you choose to deal with it is your choice. That is your destiny. You have complete free will. Mm. Somebody with this chart could have a completely different life experience, you know, with the exact same chart. I love that because I think that's where like people are fearful with astrology, where it's like, is this like predetermining my destiny? Like I'm skeptical of that. Like how can I also maintain control while also having this knowledge? Exactly, exactly. And so that's that's an approach that we took with the app, you know, and I think it's really important for people to know that and to feel empowered by this, not disempowered. (laughs) That's the idea. So we say at the moment of your birth, the moon was in the part of the sky that we call Capricorn. And so we look at the moon as sort of your lineage. It's where you've come from. It's as though you've lived many lifetimes as a Capricorn moon and you're coming into this life only knowing the perspective of Capricorn. What is Capricorn? Do you know anything about it? The only thing that people have ever told me about being a cap moon is that it, in quotations, makes sense because I'm a business lady. There you go. Well, there you go. (gasps) That's all anybody ever says to me. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Thank you for the compliment. Cool. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, Capricorns are, they're like the elder, the, the wise one. You know, they come in, it's your child, but it's as though you're an adult. You're coming in with a lot of knowledge, a lot of expertise. It's sort of hierarchical. It's the feeling of, I am here to be of service to you with my expertise. You know, it's grounded, it's earthy. It's ruled by Saturn. So it's very much about ambition, working hard, you know, pushing the boulder up the hill, being patient to see things grow over time. Um, it's serious. You know, there's, there's a seriousness to it. Uh, I don't want to say heaviness, but you know, it's like, this is serious and and we need to make something happen. And if I'm spending my time, there should be some result attached to that, you know, and it's, it wants to see results and it wants to be respected for its contribution and it wants to make a contribution. I wonder, yeah, as a kid, you know, this, I was curious, I mean, were you sort of perceived as older and you were, you know, or like, and it's also that thing of you're a kid, but like, you're like, I know the answer. I'm smarter than these people. Why don't they listen to me? No, it was, first of all, Everything you said before about the first part of Cat Moon, I'm like, listeners, do you resonate with that? Does that sound familiar about me having listened to me every week? Probably. (laughs) Um, But yes, as a kid, I was like very much known as that. And even today, like the first thing that someone always says to me is like, oh, you're very mature. You don't seem 27. You know, sometimes I think also I would attribute that to my upbringing in the sense that like, I didn't have siblings my age. My siblings were always o- older. I was always put in more mature settings. Mm-hmm. My closest sibling next to me is seven years above me. So, right. you know, I, I think that that was always definitely something that was around when I was a kid. It was like, oh, you're, you seem older than your age. Right. And, um, you know, 
it's like I said, that ambitious, the businesswoman piece, it really is about manifesting in this world and wanting to sort of make that mark and wanting to do the work. So not surprised you are a businesswoman. And there's something very traditional about it too. It's, it's, it's sort of respecting what has come before and wanting to make your mark in this world, right? And, and how it's structured, right? But what's so interesting about your chart is your Venus, your feminine energy is in the sign of Aquarius. That's sort of the next, the next stop, uh, you know, on your soul's journey, if it's coming in Capricorn and it could not be more different. So if Capricorn and Aquarius met, they wouldn't like each other. They wouldn't understand each other. They'd be annoyed by each other. Right. So there's two parts in you that are quite different. So we'd say, you know, Capricorn is this more traditional make it work in this world, knowing the rules of the game, working hard, ambition, succeeding. Aquarius is the independent, rebellious, unique, unconventional, different, might feel like a weirdo freak, like totally different, doing everything out of the box, right? Right. So we'd say this is the progressive thing. You're always going to have that Capricorn. You're always going to have that grounding. You're always going to, you know, know how to work hard and you're, you've got that. You don't want to get stuck there, right? So the idea is, move toward your your destiny and your path, which is moving into this Aquarius Venus, which is, can you embrace being different, being weird, being unconventional, not doing things as traditionally? Can you blend these things? This is an alchemy. This is not always easy. Sometimes yeah. it's going back and forth between the two. Like, is this is this weird? Should I, I'm being weird, right? I should be like this or, or right. but I have this urge to be different. I, I'm different and I want to express that. And and it's about that alchemy because this combo is like really incredible. I mean, you're talking about sort of brilliant Aquarius being able to manifest things, you know, and make things happen. So, and blending that is part of the beauty of your life journey. And that's what your life journey is about. Now you do have a complex to that part of your chart. Of course I do. <laughs> and complexes are wonderful things. This is another thing. I have, I have a million of them. So this is not- I was going to ask, like, do you have- Anything in your chart that's like dramatically different? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We all have. Yeah, these, yeah my chart. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing. She's like my chart. Haha. <laughs> um, it's oh, yeah. interesting because, like, I, you know, I think, I think going back to what we were saying at the, about the pattern, I have always felt that inner conflict in a way, and I, yeah. and I've always been like, what is that? Like, part of me wants to like completely just be like goodbye, like I'm gonna go do me, but then the other yep. part of me wants to like be like, nope, you got to keep fucking pushing. Like you got to keep going. And I never really understood what that was or how to discern between it. So it's interesting to hear, and I'm sure so many of you will feel feel this looking at the pattern. Like it's interesting to see that kind of logically explained and think about how you can navigate working them together. Yeah, yeah. And also just kind of like naming what that confusion is like sometimes like I'm so my anxiety like is so high and it's because I'm trying to navigate those two desires so just kind of being like oh those are two very distinctive personality traits that I have how can I use them to my benefit and how can I you know maybe mold them together yeah I mean you just said it exactly I mean that's beautiful that's the whole idea really of the pattern is is to feel recognized and and be like okay I'm not crazy this is my experience and literally the universe is telling me it is. So great. Definitely I thought I was crazy. A <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we do, you know, this is not easy to navigate life. Right. So this is just a tool, you know, to help, help you right. out. And it's interesting. You said anxiety. Cause when I was mentioning the complex, you have what's called Pluto to your Venus, which is an Aquarius. 
And that is often a result of that. So Pluto is the, the underworld, you know, and it's, it's taking something. Aquarius is very objective. It's very rational. And, you, and you've got that Capricorn that's very rational. And it, it's, it's not interested in everything being messy and chaotic. And Pluto comes in and it's literal chaos. So it takes what is something objective and rational and all cerebral. And it's saying, nope, we're going to take you deeper. We're going to make you feel things. We're going to put you in situations that might be overwhelming or irrational mm-hmm. where you can't be in control. And you're going to have to have a life of learning about surrender. And that's wow. part of the beauty of you. It's bringing depth. We, we look at that as, um, you know, what is the gift of this? It's like, wow, you're way more deep. If you didn't have that Pluto, you wouldn't understand those feelings. You wouldn't have had an experience with that kind of depth. So you are a much deeper version than you otherwise would be. Because, you know, we want to say like, oh, I don't want that. And that's not fair. And I don't want to have this complex. But no, there's, there's, there's a gift in that. It just makes your life experience that much more rich. I love hearing you say this because, you know, and I I don't think I'm alone in saying this. I think the past year has been heavy on a lot of people, but my anxiety in this moment has actually been larger than it's ever been. And it's been something that's been really debilitating for me lately. Like I've noticed myself shaking during the day. Mm -hmm. I noticed myself feeling deeply overwhelmed and not being able to even like go run an errand because it feels too big for me. And I actually was on a trip over the weekend with my sister. And I felt the anxiety even on this vacation that the both of us had planned for so long and were so excited for. And we were sitting on the beach talking about it. And she was like, you know, I was sitting with dad the other day and it was brought up. And my sister was like, she was never, she wasn't really like that in her early college years. And my dad was like, apparently my dad was like, she has always been like that. Like she has always been this really, really deep feeler and like very, very sensitive and very prone to feeling a little bit out of control and having that having that ma- anxiety manifest. And I guess it was manifested in different ways when I was a kid. Now I think as an adult, I can name it a bit more. And I've been trying, I've been actively working through it, but I never knew that it was something that was in my chart. I thought it was just, you know, a product of maybe some of my experiences. And that's, and that's sort of the mystery of what all this mm-hmm. is, right? Because people ask me that a lot too. They're like, well, but what if I, you know, is it because of my home? Is it nature nurture? Right. I would say no matter what, this is the experience. So whether right. you had an experience that was, you know, sometimes you'd see this and you'd be like, wow, maybe you had experiences in your life that were like beyond overwhelming, you know, like really intense, overwhelming things. Otherwise, it's also just going to be a feeling that emerges regardless yeah. of yeah. that experience. So we'd say this is what you're fated to deal with. And you can choose how you want to deal with it. And that's sort of the richness of the ride, you know, of your life. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm a deep feeler. Like I was a professional dancer as a kid. Like I was, Oh yeah. I remember knowing how to emote on a very complex level because of that as a, as a kid. Yeah. But like, I can cry on command. Like I mm-hmm. cry watching everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's just me in a nutshell. And I think for a long time, I was like, I would always be like, sorry, I'm crying. I don't know why. And now I just mm-hmm. kind of cry. And I'm like, do you expect anything less? Um, but yeah, I think it's something that like, I am learning how to navigate differently. And I also think that like, I'm sure you can agree with this. Like in society, we have like such a stigma against like crying and feeling. And like, I used to apologize every time I cried. And now I'm kind of just like, it's part of who I am. I'm a deep feeler. I've got Pluto in my chart. (laughs) And there's another, I was going to go into that, that I was wondering all this stuff you're saying. Also, you're at that age, you know, it's all about 
you're becoming more and more conscious and more and more whole. You know, we spend our life, you're 27. It's, it's all, yeah, it's all emerging now. That's, that's the idea, you know, that you become more conscious of these things. I'm also in my Saturn return. If that is something you think about. Yes, we're going to, we're going to get into all, well, I want to say one (laughs) thing, just when you were talking about the emotion, your Mercury, so the way you communicate, understand your cognition is in Pisces. That is the most empathetic, open water. So a lot of what you're talking about too, is this Pisces. It's just the heart, you know, it's just like, it's, it's water and it's compassion and it's empathy. And you also have Pluto to it. So it it told me what you're saying about the crying and the deep feeling when you put Pluto with Pisces, it's just like really understanding the depths of pain and emotion. And it's just part of your chart. Like you just will understand that whether something crazy happens to you or not, you are tuned in to the collective and the collective pain. You pick everything up, you're absorbing it all. So that's that kind of thing. You could be around something or in an energy and you're going to pick up that pain. Oh boy. You're going to emote it. Oh boy. I am the most energetically sensitive person. Yeah, It's something that I've had to work on in my adult life because it's, it's, it's tough to be like that. If I'm in a social setting and someone in a mood walks in, it's over it. for me. Exactly. It's over for me. I can shape shift like that so quickly. And for a while, I almost was like, is there something maybe chemically off with me that I can just shift like that? But then I was able to really identify that it was like I was absorbing yes. people's energies, which is like a big practice that I've been putting in lately and been trying to do more is like my space in the morning. Like I have a partner, my puppy runs around the house. Like I've been trying to wake up a little bit earlier and just like have my time so I can protect that energy and like go into the day differently because I'm so absorbent. I'm so glad to hear you say that because when you see this, it is about boundaries. It's under, yeah. it's trying to learn what what are your emotions and what are other people's because you are just going to pick it up. And when I see that Pluto with it too, it's just on such a deeply profound level. Yeah, you're a lot of your life's going to be about those boundaries and how you set them and how you discern what's yours and what's somebody else's. Right. Another really big thing I want to talk about because we talked about Pluto and is uh, one of the first things I look at in a chart is is if somebody has Saturn, Saturn complex, and um, and you have one to your Venus, which is an Aquarius, as well as that Mercury that's in Pisces. So there's also probably a part of you that from as long as you can remember a feeling of inadequacy and not being enough. And the need to have to prove your worth because you uh, on your own feels deficient in some way. And that is, um, again, not everybody has that. So uh, it's a psychological, it's a way, you know, you sort of see life and it's a really important one to know about because it tells me that your, your path is really about self-love because Saturn is going to make you feel like you're not enough. And there can be a lot of energy and time put into like, proving something. Okay. When I get here, when I accomplish this, when I do this, everything will be great. Then I will feel whole. And that is total bullshit. Like it's not that that won't happen. You will reach that goal and you will realize, Oh, I feel exactly the same because it's not about that external validation. It's not Mm -hmm. about proving yourself to whoever the the parent, the the culture, that whatever it is, it is about learning to love yourself unconditionally. And that's something you're, you're going to grow into and need to be conscious of uh, all the time. And, and especially around when you're doing things and making choices, think about your intention. Why am I doing this? Is this to prove something to this person? Is this good? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm seen as this and I think it'll give me this reward. 
sit with why you're really doing things. Um, and there's also Saturn to your Mercury, which is going to make you feel like it's bad to have that, that, those kinds of emotions, that it's not right, that you need to suppress them and, and keep them in. And so again, it's this thing of, uh, of self-love. I mean, do you relate to that part of your chart, the Saturn? I was just about to say, so it's planet's fault that I have had yes. that feeling my whole 100%, life. hundred <laughs> percent. I have Saturn yeah. all over my chart, so I totally relate to you. That was yeah, one of the most, yeah. Totally. I mean, you know, I feel like I've said this with almost a lot of what you're saying, but you know, you, you think these things are a result of something that's happened in your life. Mm-hmm. And you go back and like, you know, back to when I was dancing, I, it was such a competitive thing when I was a kid. And that probably, I always thought that that was, that attributed to it. And I don't doubt that it did, but yeah, that's a deep mm-hmm. feeling that I've had for a yeah. long time. And, you know, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. I think we can both relate to that feeling of like, just go, go, go trying to yeah. make it work. So what's worked for you? I'm curious to hear if you have yeah. Saturn and you are an entrepreneur, like I love hearing that a big practice for you has been self-love. And I'd love to hear how you've dealt with that. Maybe just as some advice. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, you're so much more conscious than I was at your age. So, I mean, I was like 33 before I was waking up to anything, you know, and this is really, I think I was taking it to extremes. I was really driven by the need to please and prove to whatever parents, people, um, and that, that was sort of a breaking point that like that this time, seven, eight years ago in my entire life sort of changed. And it was sort of doing all the things you think are right and pleasing all the people and realizing <laughs> none of that matters. You know, it's not, it's not really about that, you know, and it's, it's, it was, it was really like a starting from scratch and understanding, okay, I'm going to have to build myself up and start making decisions from an authentic place. You know, it's like, can you make a decision from your soul? from your heart and not from what we call maybe the personality and the mind and what you think it should be. Because when you bring those two things together, when you can make your sort of personality and ego work for your soul and your heart, that's, you're really empowered, you know? And I think most of the time we're, we're bifurcated. It's like our soul's over here, want to do something. And our personality is like, no, I should do this. Mm-hmm. And then you're split, you know, and it's, how do you align those things? And so it's a daily thing. It's a daily practice. And I would say, yeah, creating the pattern that this was, my path to it. It's, it's how I channeled my own, you know, pain and understanding of my life. And, um, and so it's a journey and it'll continue. And I'm sure it's something I'll always, you know, have to be conscious of, but yeah. Are there any daily practices that you do? Because besides me waking up a little bit earlier, I, I am kind of on the hunt to find something that like keeps me a little bit more grounded in the moment. Do you pray? I don't pray. I was meditating for a little bit, but you know, as I mentioned, my anxiety has kind of kicked up in the past couple of months. So getting into yeah. that in the morning was really challenging, but I think yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to try again. Yeah. Whatever works for you. There's so many different to- tools. I mean, prayers, that was good. That can be awkward for people, you know, like that was not something I grew up with, but that's a huge part of my life for sure. It's wow. That's kind beautiful. Of a game changer. Yeah. But I know Capricorn Aquarius, that might be a little like, I don't know about that one. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think, I actually think I would feel so much like, like turbulence trying to like just sit there and and do it. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. You know, meditation for me, I did it in such a different way. I wasn't sitting there in silence. I would actually just sit outside. I would close Mm -hmm. my eyes and I would listen to anything I found interesting. And I know that Mm -hmm. that's not 
a common practice. You know, you want to listen, you know, some days I would listen to a traditional meditation, but it really was just this practice for me of getting outside in the morning, being with myself, Mm -hmm. not being on my phone and just tuning out and focusing on one thing. Because I think that that's That's amazing. So hard. So maybe it's a form of a different form of prayer, but let's see if I can get back into it again. Because I think it would be. Yeah. And I, it's whatever works for you, you know, yeah. and I think it's, it's even just, just taking one step to do anything is, is sort of putting it out there energetically that like, okay, I would like to change this. I would like to change this dynamic and how I feel. Yeah. Um, so just follow that. And, yeah. you know, just to go back to your chart, you're also Pisces rising, you know, like we talked about. So we'd say, you know, that's your destiny. That's your path. It means you really are on a path that is spiritual It is about opening your heart. It is about finding something sacred in your life, some sort of sacred calling that allows you to open your heart. And that's what's so interesting about your journey. We're saying you're coming in Capricorn, this very logical, not from an emotional place. So that's what's also making this tricky. Capricorn doesn't know anything about emotions or feelings. And all of a sudden you're thrown into a life that has no experience with that. And it's like, oh, we're going to take you to the depths. We're going to make you feel all these things. But why are we doing that? It's so that you can get to your destiny, which is Pisces, which is the most empathetic, heart-open, sensitive being. How are you going to get there unless we give you Saturn, unless we give you Pluto, unless we break that moon, unless we break that down? I'm just looking at your chart right now, though, because you're in a lot of different cycles. Um, Thrilling. Actually, I have your Saturn return not starting for a couple more years. Huh? (sighs) What made you think you were in it now? Everyone told me when you turned 27. No, no, that's your nodal reversal. So I'm like, wait a second. And I'm what like, what is your nodal, nodal reversal? That's 29. Yeah, that, your Saturn returns in a couple of years. You are going through some other things, actually. And that's what's great. It's great to know this because it's going to impact your Saturn return. So okay. this is the, tw- the 27, when you're 27, which is the, the nodal return. And it's, it has a Saturn flavor. It's really about, um, it's a major moment, actually, in your life. Whatever you're doing now, Whatever you're doing during your nodal reversal is kind of what your life's going to be about until your Saturn return, when you have an opportunity to make kind of a different choice. So it is about reviewing your life and where you're at and what is happening and what you want and and deciding with what you want. And if not, where can you make some changes? Because whatever you're doing now is sort of going to be the path you're on for a little while. So career, relationship, perspective, whatever it is. Is this where you want to be right now? Yeah, I think what's been interesting is that it's been a combination of definitely feeling that weight. Like I might sound absolutely insane, but the day after my birthday, I woke up and I felt different. I was like, something feels heavy almost in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the beginning of this like reckoning for me of analyzing almost to like a point of over analysis of all these like different pillars of my life. And I think that's where the anxiety has crept in. Deep down in my gut, I know that I feel like I'm in a good place. I love my career. I have a great partner. My family life is great. I live in sunny California. Like I have all (laughs) these amazing pillars of my life. But that feeling of heaviness and almost that feeling of having to assess it all, I think has allowed a lot of anxiety to creep in. And you're feeling what you should be feeling. It's trying to force you into review. And it goes till next year. But you're also in a bunch of other cycles. You're in this sort of expansion 
you're in Jupiter and Saturn, but it's, they're on the parts of your chart that have this complex. So one thing I forgot to say earlier with the Saturn complex, it's to your Aquarius. So it's the part of you that also, there might be a fear of embracing how different you are. Mm. You have this Capricorn moon that is so attached to doing it the right way and convention and control and being, and really the path is about being, being as different and unique and unconventional as possible. But you have these two complexes that are going to tell you it's wrong and it's going to make you feel judged. That is expanding this year. It's trying to bring you more into that Aquarius part of you, the different, unconventional, rebellious. I don't have to be the traditional perfect woman. I can be my own unique version of myself. That is expanding. So there could be that feeling too, like a certain kind of, um, there's a Saturn to it. It's a pressure to sort of, for something to emerge. So that might be something to sit with too. Because if you're feeling something's mm. off and there is this anxiety, where are you not being fully authentic, you know, to your self, you know, is there, is there other parts of yourself that need to emerge? Guys, I've learned a lot. I think really quickly, just so like, so we can kind of recap what we just did with, I know that what you did was obviously very specific, but mm-hmm. if people are in the app right now and they're looking through their pattern, can you yes. kind of give just a, a brief synopsis of like, when you click on each tile, like what you can expect to see? Exactly. So it, the first thing you're going to see at the top is instincts. And that's like, when we're talking about your Capricorn moon, we're saying that's, that's sort of the first thing that's, that's your instincts. When in doubt, you always fall back on what you know, that's your moon, you know? And so you're going to read about your instincts and your moon, your moon sign here. And then you're going to go into growth and that's sort of your Venus or your Mars and the different complexes you have. And there can be many different tiles. It depends on your chart, right? right? So some people have no complexes at all. They're going to have less tiles. Interesting. And with the date, mm-hmm. I see the little flags that say days on them. Are those mm-hmm. cycles like what you were just talking about? That's right. It's okay. where you have a cycle and then you can click on your time or your timing. And okay. that's, you can click on that little banner or you can look at your timing. And if you click on the timing tab, which is right next to your pattern tab, you'll see all the things we were just talking about, your nodal reversal, all the things you're feeling right now. These are dynamic. They change over time. And what's also cool there, I don't know if you know that there's a time travel. Yeah, you can go you can back. On t- you can go back in time. You go in the future. So if you went through something that was really challenging in the past, it's really helpful to go look at that date and say, well, what was the intention here? What was the point of all this? Let's talk about running a bond. So tomorrow, actually, the day after this episode airs is Best Friends Day. So we thought it would be really fun to run a bond between my best friend, my sister Chanel, who we all know and love, and see what pops up. So you guys can also get inspired to go run bonds with people in your life too. Up on the top, when you go to hit run a bond, you can either run a friendship bond, a romantic bond. It's all very fun. So Lisa's going to run a bond on my sister and I. That's right. And yeah, it's a, it's, it's probably one of our most popular features and it's fun for national friendship day. Totally. So like, it's so much fun. You like put your name in there and you put someone else's in there. And then you run it. So yeah, you're, and again, there is no judgment. We try not to do hierarchy about it. We're just sort of giving you context around the bond. So she, just, you know, remember we talked about Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So she's an Aquarius moon and your Venus is an Aquarius. This is one of the most really special ones that you guys have. You have a past life karmic link, which is very powerful. It's as though you've lived in a past life together. Wow. So, but it's a very, you have a few of them. 
it's a very like uh, what we call a tight orb. It's a very powerful one, we'd say. Um, so it's as though you've known each other for many lifetimes, which often with family, yeah. if you're close, you'll see that something, you know, in that, in that, uh, in that way. And that's one of your bonds too. You guys have archetypally some pretty similar things. So she's an Aquarius moon. You have Aquarius sun, Mars, Venus, she has Aquarius Mercury. So there's some kind of, you know, we just say energetic understanding and connection with one another. Her Mars is in Capricorn. Your moon is in Capricorn, you know? So there's this like, there's a lot of made up of the same stuff. Yeah, right, quite literally right. as well. So are these lo- these bigger tiles within the bond, the ones that are more dominant? Yeah. So like if you're reading in the bond, like what's like, so read off some of the ones that you have, you probably have some life changing and yeah. Yeah. So I have in the bond, there are a few triangles that are a bit bigger than others. Our mm-hmm. first one is uniqueness. It's like that you and Chanel share certain t- personality traits, which if you know us, right. you know that we're both weird so that That's makes Aquarius a lot of sense is the weirdo that's what i say be we're weird together weird and she's coming in with it yeah there you go own it the freak flag love yeah, that great. um the other really big one is the past life karmic links um yeah. we feel like we've been friends for a very very long time which is absolutely true and then our other big one is support and trust your friendship with chanel has a powerful dynamic which helps support your ambitions and sense of security which is also really Absolutely. true we've been close forever so i totally feel that it's interesting because eventually like we have like we have a romantic friendship. We're going to actually do family because oh, it would be cool. slightly different because you're siblings. So right. just, just keep that in mind when you run it, you're getting it, but you're getting it slightly different because we look at dynamics slightly differently because often in families like Saturn is a different kind of thing than if you meet somebody else with Saturn because right. it's, it's sort of this glue that keeps you together. It's Saturn with a, a family member is going to be more like, this is the person I should trust. They have my back. They keep me in check. When you meet it as a friend, it can be annoying. Interesting. <laughs> it just depends, you know? So it's, you know, it's it's giving you, you can definitely glean so much from it. But when the uh, family one comes out, it'll be even more sort of dialed in to the specifics of yeah. what that would be like as sisters. This is so interesting and so helpful. Like I'm sure people listening right now are about to go run a bond with every single person in their life. Yes. I'm curious to hear, like if you're using the app and you're getting this information, What's your best tip for implementing it into reality? Reality. That's a great question. I mean, for me, I what I love about bonds and being able to look at these, it's it's about that perspective. I was sort of I was kind of saying this earlier about I think we take things very personally. Mm-hmm. We don't always realize people are coming from a very different place. You have no idea what's going on in their life. And also when you come together, we're saying you're creating a whole dynamic that has nothing to do with you know, anything that's personal. And sometimes you're going to have feelings of Saturn between you, which is like, I feel sort of inadequate around them and I don't know why. And you take it personally and you blame them and you think they're mad at you. Yeah. You can apply this to your life by letting that go, you know, getting a little perspective, getting a little objectivity and realizing, ah, this is just a dynamic at play. I can stop taking it personally and I can enjoy this person in a very different way, you know, and to have empathy for everybody and understanding and that's the dream of this is like, you had enough people on it instead of just going out and like Googling you or doing your Instagram. It's like, let me check your pattern and see who you really are, what you're really going through and meet you there, meet you in a little bit more of a conscious place. And so that's why I go run bonds. You can create a custom um, contact too. So if you don't, if you don't, the person's not on the pattern, you can create a custom one and you can run the bond with them and you can get some perspective. Lisa, thank you so much for the reading. My sister thanks you too. Like this was so much fun and so insightful, honestly. And like, 
I, I can't tell you guys how, even though we had maybe a 30 minute conversation about, you know, my pattern, it's just so interesting to be able to have those tools and utilize them in real life. So could not recommend downloading this app more. Um, it's mm. really been a game changer for me and I know it will be for you guys too. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and having me on. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.